0: episode I chat with Fit AF member Sarah who has been training with us for just over two years now. Sarah has gone from, by her own admission, making excuses easily to skip training to becoming our most consistent member and deadlifting more and squatting more than she weighs with pre-existing back issues that she now manages. Having previously worked in the fitness industry in a big name gym, Sarah enjoys the no bullshit culture at Fit AF and the personalized service. Through maximizing our range of options on the schedule, Sarah has her per session cost down to around $6, which is way more value than a 24-7 gym membership that doesn't get used by anyone's standards. Sarah is down 15 kilos from starting, stronger than ever physically and mentally, and is just finding her stride, so I can't wait to see what happens next. If you'd like to learn more about how we can help you with in-person and online coaching, plus be the first to hear about our new year programs email coach at fitaf.com.au or inquire at www.fitaf.com.au forward slash stop dash exercising so welcome to fitaf member sarah who's been training with us for just over two years now so today is just uh a bit of a chat about your experience with Fit AF, um, and how you've been going the last two years. So, so I guess um, first of all, if you want to just let people know a little bit about your
1: background, um, what you do for work, why yeah. you joined Fit AF, Yeah. Sure. So um, I was never really sporty as a kid and to be honest, like my mum didn't really encourage anything extracurricular, like that it was just too hard for her. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, it wasn't really sporty as a kid. And then pre-kids, I really, the only exercise I did was um, walking. And then I found and really fell in love with doing body pump. But as soon as I felt pregnant, I was like, you yeah, know, I need to stop this for some, I don't know why I had that belief back then. Yep. but um, It's pretty common. Yeah, it is. Um, and then during my pregnancy, through a lot of bad habits, like stopping the walking and the body pump and eating really badly I did that too oh no, <laughs> no a lot of people do and I thought I was in a workplace that had a really bad eating culture that I just didn't have the discipline to go against the tide kind of thing yeah With hot chips and gravy was very common for like yes in yep in my yep. pregnancy so I gained a lot of weight and then of course you know once I had my baby I think probably a turning point for me was my sister's wedding um and I just didn't feel comfortable like going shopping for a dress and didn't feel comfortable like at the wedding so after that you know, Sam was not even six months old. I was like, right, time to get serious about, yeah. you know, walking more. And um, so, what'd you do? What'd you? Well, did you... I started walking. That was that seemed like a simple solution. Like, especially with a baby, you can chuck the baby in the pram, mind you. Oh my god, yes, yeah. most stubborn baby. Mom, often <laughs> I'd be walking along with her in on my hip and pushing the pram. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she was very naughty, but. Um, I remember one day just going into the news agency because I've and I think at the time I was like really looking for solutions and looking in like the fitness section came across um, Weight Watchers magazine and that's what I went home with so I joined Weight Watchers and lost um, a lot of weight and I did get to what they considered the top of my um Weight healthy weight range, yeah, and actually became a um, Weight Watchers leader for yeah. a few years, oh, and yeah. um, and loved that. But I still was always looking for more, so I did go back to my Body Pump, and then went back, got into doing um, Body Combat and Fitball, like all Les Mills based, like you know, choreographed to music kind of classes. Yeah. And I'd often do like three classes back to back, yep, um, and just really, really loved it. Yeah, um, and yeah, from that's there, a lot of time. Isn't it is it? a lot of time, yeah. but I think from a perspective of being, a, you know, a young mum, like with a baby, I just had, like, if ever I could fit in time, like, it might have only been twice a week that I did that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. it wasn't, um, I was just like, yep, Kyle's home. Yeah. He's got the baby. Yeah. Go, to the, go do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and probably, like, when I look now, wasn't, aside from the body pump, wasn't training at a really high. Intensity either, yeah. You know, so you could do though that yep. much training back yep. to back, yeah. Um, but anyway, I really loved it. And living in a small community like Massa book there wasn't many, you know, fitness professionals around. So I actually did my Cert Three in Fitness, yeah. Uh, and I worked for Mel Thompson for a bit. She had a gym down with the Gymnastics Academy. Um, so I worked there up until she closed, and it was actually kind of a bit of like an apprenticeship, I suppose, because I was still doing my Cert Three, yeah, whilst I started teaching some small classes under her supervision. Um, And, yeah, I actually was encouraged to start running, so I kind of considered myself a runner for a while. Yep. We've all done that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, (laughs) haven't we? I know. And, you know, it was actually sold to me on the basis that I was frustrated with hitting, like, a plateau.
0: With your weight? With my weight, yeah. Yeah. And I
1: was, like, talking to the trainer at the body pump that I was still doing and... I was like, I'm just I just can't get pushed past this and she was like, You need to run. Yeah. So I did catch to five K. I yeah downloaded the music back then we didn't even have podcasts or stuff like that. But yeah. you know, downloaded the music to my phone and put my headphones in and learnt to run and I did a few fun runs, um, most I ever did was 10Ks, but i would never actually before doing that run 10Ks. Which oh, was you just went a lot. Quite, I did, yep. I'd been running 7Ks. I thought, yeah, I can do I this. I think What's that's really or... common. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But yeah, ran for a while. You know, in the middle of summer, 40 degree heat even, which I look yeah. back on now and think, how dumb. Like, yeah. just to try and chase that weight loss. That weight goal. loss.
0: So this, I've read a book um, and I'm sure that it talks about, so it's a book on weights training, uh, the resistance training revolution it's called. It's quite a good book. Um, But he, the author of that book talks about how, why running has permeated our culture so much Mm -hmm. as a weight loss tool. And it started back in the 1970s with a book. I think it was, yeah, 1970s maybe with a book about Mm. um, why we're meant to run. Yeah. Yeah. So then it, but, you know, culturally, we all take things, like, to the extreme, don't we? We do. If, oh, if running, if running yeah. is good, then I should do it all the time, heaps yeah. of it, more I and know. more. Yeah.
1: yeah so, so that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and I suppose, you know, we're so easily influenced, aren't we? Yeah. Like, it's so easy to go, yeah, here's the next thing that's going to get me to the goal I have. And for me, that's, that's all running was. Yeah. Um, I, there were times when I did love it. And for me, I used to say it was a meditation because it was really, you know, I was going, you know, I was working full time too and, you know, raising a young family, quite stressful in itself, but I had other stuff going on that was really stressful. Yeah. And to me, at that point in my life, I tried meditation and I couldn't do it. Yeah. So for me, running actually was quite addictive because it was the only opportunity I had to actually switch off to all the noise. and. Like yeah, stuff. I used to put my music in
0: and just zone out. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that di- side of it
1: was fun, but my body did not like it. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I didn't even know what the issues were. Like, like repetitive strain injuries? Uh, yeah, or... I think so. And also just because of my scoliosis, which oh, I've only had yeah. like, recently diagnosed. Um, yeah, I think I didn't probably give myself the rest time and the the recovery things that I do now. Yeah,
0: no, because if you're thinking about, if you're fixated, which we all have been, I think at some point, or a lot of us from the same age group and for the reasons that I just said, because it's permeated fitness culture, you know, um, passed down. um, If you're focused on burning calories, then you get in, and I know I was there myself as well, you get in that mindset that, well, I just need to push through.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I often would base... Um, my workout on how many calories I've burned yes. on my Polar fitness, you know, heart rate monitor, and I do still use my heart rate monitor and I turn it on at the beginning and end of every session. But for me now, it's become more a, a habit tracking tool of how much time have I spent. Yeah, it's, in my, habits it's more, this more way like um, calories.
0: Yeah, I think it's sort of it, it quantifies like your workouts. I guess in that you've done yeah. one, you've done a session, yeah. you've done the time. Yeah, but, but I'm really bit... looking
1: at the calories like I did yeah. back when I was. Running them, yeah, which is good.
0: I often forget to turn mine on, or I don't even turn it on. I was given yeah. my latest swatch as a gift, and so I put it on to count my steps. and I don't really use it for workouts. It does have the ability to track strength training workouts, but it's so
1: painful to oh, oh, watch okay. like, I like I'm not doing I just, that, I just turn the cardio yeah. on, yeah, yeah, or time. I don't
0: even do that because the times yeah. that I do turn the cardio on, if I'm gonna <laughs> jump on the bike or the rower or do metafit. I forget to turn it off anyway, so I'm walking <laughs> around with it going. So ben, it's pretty ben, pointless. Ben, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you were you ended up working in the fitness industry yeah. for a bit in a um, bigger, like a 24-7 yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah. Um, so –
1: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, when um, Mel's gym closed down, I was not working, and it was a really short window actually, like only about four months. And then, um, you know, I heard about Anytime Fitness coming – to town and was encouraged to go and apply for a job there. So I did a lot of, you know, because I also have background in a lot of admin, um, did mainly admin in my role there. So yeah. we did all the pre-sales, helping getting the club set up, helping setting up systems and stuff like that. And I was basically second in charge for the first 12 to 15 months and then fell into the job. And I say fell in because that's literally how it happened. Yeah. I was just there, right time, fell into the manager's role. Yeah. And, yeah, did that. Had a few PT clients on the side because I did my PT certificate while I was at any time with very little knowledge, though. So it was very basic yeah. and a lot of the time That's just... That's how everyone starts. Yeah, and, so. and yeah, but the majority of it was, like, I didn't have an, enough understanding of the mechanics of the body. Like, most of it was just literally giving someone a pin-loaded program, yeah. like a pin-loaded weight yeah. machine program. There was very little free, free weights involved Cause I just didn't have, didn't have the knowledge, all the resources, like at any yes. fitness, like we didn't have, you know, many resources. I always say
0: it should be an apprenticeship.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not just yeah.
0: download it online. You yeah. should be working under someone yeah, absolutely. Um, for a while that's got a bit of experience, yeah. but that's and a I, whole. And
1: I think too, like that, <laughs> like from what I know now from training here for over two years, it's not so much about like setting clients up with the right, you know, knowledge and information. But setting them up for their long-term goals, that it's not just a six-week or a 12-week program. Or
0: doing even – giving them an exercise session. I've heard a lot about – I was just talking about this this morning, actually – I've heard a lot about people going to have personal training and literally being given an exercise session oh, which yeah. is pointless because that's not personal. The, to me the personal training should be to set up your overall yes. plan that you you're, you're going to do throughout the week, throughout yeah. the month. It's not an extra exercise session as yeah. such, but that's what so some people don't see the value because they think if they've been given that kind of session before and to be fair i used to give that kind of session because Mm. i thought that's what you do yeah now know better but um yeah people can't see the value why what's the point of seeing i had a mate say to me once why do people need you like Mm. can't they just do things themselves well that's a whole other conversation as well but it's it's there's a lot of there should be a lot of technical knowledge. Sometimes yep. there's not
1: in yeah, some cases. Absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. But yeah, when I was at any time, I was reflecting on this, um, knowing I was having this interview with you today, yeah. um, that that was the start of Facebook too. Yes. So not only had I started an obsession with reading like women's health and fitness kind of magazines, yeah. I now had Facebook in my face all yeah. the time telling me what fitness should look like. Yeah, and um, as someone that's only one hundred and sixty one centimeters tall, I didn't fit that bill. So that the the fitness industry as a whole, I believe, creates like a lot of like stigma and stuff around like body image, especially when you're in it. Oh God, yeah. yeah. And I, it's always like, and I can reflect on this now and know how effed up it was. Yeah, that I always I could walk into a room full of club managers or go to conferences and stuff and it didn't matter how skinny I was or what I looked like compared to my older versions of myself, I always felt like the, the largest and the least fit person in the room yeah. because of all those images and messages yeah. that are portrayed. Oh, look, half those people... I
0: don't want to generalise, but probably would have had eating disorders, disordered ways of working out. Especially the ones in magazines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Yeah, and the way they get to what their goals were. But, yes. But, yeah, I was, so I was doing Michelle Bridges' programme and I did that quite a few times uh, when I was at any time. And I remember getting down to like 62 kilos and still feeling like I had to lose weight. Yeah. And thinking, like, I look back now and go, oh my goodness, I never want to be that light because I know that to be that light, I have to lose other things that I love about myself now.
0: Yes, like yeah. The muscle.
1: <laughs> and then you,
0: then you had a bit of a break for a while, didn't you, oh, from yeah, the fitness I industry and from like, was it from
1: generally sort of working out and stuff as well? Yeah, or, pretty yeah. much. Which was never the intention. Like, so I left any time, and I, for a number of reasons, the body image stuff, yeah. like really, just kind of the burnout of trying to be something that I felt like I couldn't be. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of other factors. So during that time, um, or just before I left, um, DHMA was a ingredient in a lot of pre-workouts that was banned. And I'd been at the fitness expo and actually, you know, been near where the ambulance staff had to come in and try to resuscitate a woman who later died because she'd had too much pre-workouts. Oh, wow. And part of um, my job as a club manager was selling supplements. Yeah, right. And... um. It was kind of like a few Pandora's boxes that opened at the same time. I was trying to find out how to help with my daughter's behavioural issues, which I had connected to additives and preservatives that she was eating. So I was trying to clean up our family diet overall. And then I was, you know, looking at, had that experience at the fitness expo, looked at the ingredients in a a few supplements and and was kind of like, none of this are even food. Like none of these ingredients come from food. They're all chemically manufactured in a lab. And it really... It was a big Pandora's box, really. Like, I was like, I don't want any part in this. And, yeah, yeah, it was really challenging to, you know, like our clubs did ban DHMA before it was banned in Australia. Like, we were like maybe, I think it was the July we stopped selling it and it was banned in October, so a few months ahead of that curveball. But, yeah, I used to go to clubs as an area manager, which I got promoted to, and some of the club managers would tell me about their experiences of these pre-workout samples we used to get with our supplement orders and having heart palpitations and yeah. needing to take cold showers. and Wow. It was a bit scary. And I was just like, you know what, this – I don't feel like I'm a fit for this anymore. You know what? Best
0: pre-workout
1: is just black coffee.
0: Yeah. never get that's that. That's pretty much what I
1: do now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, black coffee and making sure I've had enough water that's throughout the day. That's from my
0: nutrition course as well. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah, that – the supplements industry yeah. is a Pandora's yeah. box. But absolutely. yeah, it used to frustrate
1: me that I'd see, you know, because of, I then had this new information and it used to frustrate me that people were spending so much money yeah, rather than just eating good food. So yeah, yeah. I left, left the industry, never intended to not work out. I actually yeah. went back um, a little bit and worked out. But um, yeah, there are a few things that led to me not wanting to train at... Um, the club anymore yeah and um you know in a town like muscle again there weren't many other options as to well, where do you go to train yeah um, the group exercise classes that i did with the body pump that trainer had left town so yeah you know, your options are a little bit limited
0: yeah not so much now but yeah no so all our, our
1: like reflecting back on all of that what would you say to your former self oh now? <laughs> I would say just stay in your own lane and put the blinkers on. Yes. Like the best thing you can ever do is just be, compete against yourself, uh, which is something I always aim to do when I show up for my sessions. So just, you know, the whole saying, like, comparison's a thief, thief of joy. Absolutely. Of yeah. Um, yeah. So just don't compare yourself. Just show up and be the best version of yourself. I wish more people would take that on board because every
0: summer I tend to see people that start with good intentions and then you can see that comparison thing happening. Yeah, Like people comparing themselves to others that have been training for a lot longer than them, comparing their skills level, their strength, whatever it is, and they actually end up shelving their plans to get fit Yeah, because they're not fit enough. They're not going to get there if they don't start. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah, so we don't, as you know, we don't... um, sort of compare people yeah yeah the only here. thing I
1: compare myself against is my my previous strength yeah, yeah
0: yeah um so what was it that led you to join us initially and what were your first impressions
1: well I think um you and I had met each other a few times at different things i
0: yeah, well, um, wellness-type wellness, things. Yeah, I think the, we were kind of, yeah. Yeah, the
1: wellness. I think I did a couple of your wellness expos. Some did. alternative stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah we well, with <laughs> kind of like cross paths in that kind of world. Um, and then I started following your Facebook page, probably because you put a sponsored post up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I probably just, you know, clicked on it yeah. and started following That's you. That's what they're for. To check you, <laughs> yep, checked you out for a bit. And um, probably the thing that led me here was your no-bullshit approach to just training. Um, It was very, like, real and realistic. There wasn't any of that, you know, the before and after photos that you see a lot of trainers putting up. There was none of that, which I really loved. Yeah, so that's pretty much what led me Mm. here.
0: I always say, like, I have shared before and afters before if the client has wanted me to, which is fantastic, and they absolutely should be proud, but I think... Generally, across the board in the fitness industry that there's too many examples of those before and afters. are really only a moment in time
1: of mm. that person's
0: fitness journey and they're only really reflective of generally a moment in time where that person was able to just fully commit themselves, yeah. uh, which isn't realistic for no. most people. So no, that's why I don't tend to... And I, I also just tend to sort of, yeah, yeah. show... Uh, share my clients comments and stuff anonymously too, because I think being in a town like, you know, that person may not necessarily want their colleagues and people that they know going, Oh, you're going to the gym. Are you like you? And then putting expectations on them as well that, yeah, I think people should just get on with it. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's my little rant about that. So what were your first impressions when you did join? Did it live up to those Uh, expectations? I guess.
1: Absolutely. I think, when I first joined, I did still have a little bit of that comparison um, going on. But because of the culture here, it didn't take me long to shift out of that mindset. Like, it really, it was quite a quick transition to go, no, just show up and do your thing. And I think the reason for that is not just the culture amongst, you know, the members here, but also the individualised programming. Yeah. So, like, I was having to, you know, from the first program that you sent me, like, we had to pull it back yeah you know a bit initially and yeah I was just coming in here and doing my own thing it was very individual
0: yeah you everyone's got a different start point to load from
1: yeah um so do you want to tell
0: us about what results you've had and what that journey has been like for you
1: well like I said initially um I did have a lot of issues and it did feel at times like it was snail's pace because we were constantly coming up with you know, my body's alternative. Span yeah. works. <laughs> like my back, my lower back locking up and stuff, um, you know, from my scoliosis. So I would say the first 12 months were really a little bit slower than what I probably, the expectations I placed oh, on myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, but I kept coming and showing up anyway, and it was in probably the last 12 months that I really just something just clicked and like my consistency improved. Um, And I think a lot of that was that I just stopped making excuses. Like, you know, I used to, like, if I didn't feel like it, I'd cancel at the last minute. Yeah. Not that it was always the case, but some of the times that I did cancel, I can be completely honest that it was just, uh, I just wasn't feeling like it. Yeah. There were times when I genuinely had a migraine or really bad back pain, but some of the times it was like, you know what? And it was a mindset thing that I had to get out of that, you know what, I've got a bookie, this is an appointment, just show up anyway and sometimes yeah. you know you show up and you can only get 50% but mm. that's 100% isn't it? Yeah if because you've, you've shown, shown
0: up. up. You've shown up. Yeah. yeah. So
1: that's kind of my mindset um, now. So in my time here I've lost um, 15 kilos but 9 of that have been since I did my first mini um, what? When did we start that? July?
0: Uh, yeah we started rolling that out again in July which is our 6 week rapid fat loss program. So. It's something that I say is best if you've done the groundwork on the basics, which a lot of my clients get to that point, right? So the basics will get you so far, but then you you may plateau for a number of reasons that are... Yeah, I won't won't even go into those at the moment, but they're really common. And sometimes it's uh, if the person is ready...
1: Yeah. Um, I was very ready. Yeah, then I just I um, like a mini cut. Remember I messaged you because I was going away and I calculated the dates and I'm like, Can um, I start yes. early? Yes. And I started like like on the Wednesday and everyone else started the following Monday, I think. Yeah. But I was like, Yep, no, I just give sent it to you me. did
0: I send you the info? Yeah. Yeah, because you're quite like, good at yep, interpreting that yep. as well. I was so. like, Yep, let's get started.
1: Yeah. As soon as you were kind of giving a few like clues as to what it involved, I was like, Yep, that's me. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, now you've done well. Really Yeah, I'm really, really, really happy with it. And I think I've solidified a lot of um, daily habits. So it's not just about, oh, I'll do the mini cut and then I'm not doing the mini cut. Like there's daily habits that I've established which will like live on.
0: No, as you know, it's designed to be a rapid fat loss phase in the context of your longer term habits or your longer term yeah. goals for most people yeah and that's yeah. what I love
1: about it because yeah. previous programs that I've done are just so focused on just the weight loss yes it's not maintenance not the maintenance so yeah I really really do love that um so yeah the weight loss um you know like I can't really explain what a joy it is to fit back in old clothes like I'm constantly probably bragging about that a little bit too much but i love it um so good but really honestly it is and you know this it's only the it's the icing on the cake when it comes to my actual health and my physical pain and not having the niggles that i used to have not taking as many painkillers for neck neck and back pain i have to say though
0: like from a coach's perspective you have really taken on board you know when we have had to modify things and my alternative suggestions for exercises and the amount that you're doing and the loading that you're doing which is not always the case with people who experience niggles so it's very much a mindset thing and I think if you've got the mindset okay I'm gonna work around instead of if I can't deadlift you know as much as everyone else then I'm not going to do anything at all or whatever I have had times where I've tried to do work arounds for people for different things that they're dealing with and they're just not prepared to get on board with it so they give up yeah yeah
1: I think I'm at a point where and I sometimes ask myself like, is it an addiction?
0: <laughs> like, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is
1: this getting... And I don't think I'm there, but I'm do like... Do you lay in I'm
0: bed like, and think about what you're going to lift the next day? Because sometimes I do uh,
1: that. <laughs> so, sometimes I do. And sometimes I... Well, sometimes it's like about, okay, well, what goals do we have this week? And I yes. kind of think, am I a little bit too obsessed? But then I'm like, I love how I feel and I love... How much energy I have, and not having the pain anymore. So I think
0: it would be a problem. Okay, so I like to talk about fitness obsession because I see people go through it and how they crash and burn, and then they end yep. up needing more support and more help ultimately, long term. Um, but I think that it becomes a problem if it's impacting other areas of your life yeah. negatively.
1: Yeah, which and it's not. So I don't think keep going. That, I always <laughs> say to everyone
0: here that you you guys are not overtraining yeah. because I don't yeah, program absolutely. overtraining, I don't allow you to, and you're not.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely even more fun going shopping for clothes now. Oh, nice. Going into changed rooms doesn't cause me stress or oh, that's the don't best. walk out sad. Like, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but my strength gains is probably the biggest thing because like, when I first started, I, I actually wrote down a few things. So my deadlifts... We had to, I think initially you tried to start me at 35 and we had to pull it back to 25. Yeah, yep. Uh, and that was doing the... Rack pulls. Rack pulls. Yeah, so yeah, we had to elevate it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, really, really struggled. I just could not pull the bar from the ground, like just yeah. because of my lower back strength. Um, my squats were also 25 and they're now like my one rep max is 80, I think. Yeah, I think it's 80. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so my deadlifts are now at 85. 85 yep. for my one rep. So that was pretty impressive a few weeks ago. I was like, oh my God, because I was, I really was a bit frustrated with uh, a ceiling that I'd hit with yes. but I got there from following um, your cyclic kind of programming, yep. which was really good. Uh, but my chest, like I'm so strong in my chest, like, so I was doing eight kilos when I started.
0: Dumbbells? Uh, yeah, dumbbells. Yes. Press, and because yeah. I
1: couldn't, I couldn't lift the 15 kilo bar.
0: That's right. Yeah. Like, so you
1: had to go to dumbbells. So.
0: Uh, this is all just flooding back to me now because <gasps> no. I just get so used to see, yeah. seeing people where they're at. Like I actually sometimes forget yeah. how far my clients have come.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and amazing. Yeah. So my chest now was at like thirty-five to forty. That's for like a set. My one rep max is probably like I think the last time I did it was just under fifty-five for one rep. Wow, that's
0: more than me. <laughs> and
1: I'm like, yeah. But I've really, my chest has been an area that I'm like like I don't know I think it's I think it's from the push ups
0: yeah I really you did think really smash
1: like there yeah. and I think again getting back to what we were talking about with mindset for me the push ups was 100% mindset yeah i used to come in and you'd have in our program the as many reps as possible yeah and i'd just just do eight just yeah, do 12 yeah. and then i was like come on sarah like was that really like you've fatigue like you're as many no reps. there has to be to failure i know <laughs> and i was like yeah so next, so i did start um really challenging myself with the AMRAP push-ups yeah um and i'd come and i'd look at my um previous and i'd go okay well let's just do one more for each of those sets yeah that's uh, right but then you tricked me recently mm. because we've been doing three sets of AMRAP. yeah and you programmed in four but i didn't read the four until i'd done the three so i was actually able to do 67 push-ups in, yes in a session and i yeah. was like "Ah, oh. so yeah like i say i think the push-ups have really helped with my gains on the actual yeah. bench press a yeah.
0: lot and and the bench press will help your yeah. push-ups as well so yeah.
1: yeah it's such
0: a great you know the basics as i always say go the yeah. basics yeah. um So what's been the biggest challenge in reaching your goals from your perspective? Um,
1: Well, I think, and I know we had to redo our um, uh, forms with you recently, like the health questionnaire. And I remember I messaged you and I said, I think that I answered like what would be my barrier as being um, consistent. I think when I first started, that was my biggest challenge as being consistent in my training. Um, And the other thing would be just my back, like my uh, working around and just finding ways.
0: Well, you've smashed both of those barriers, to be honest, because you've become consistent. Definitely you're our top – number one in top ten attendees all the time, which as we know – as I said, because you, you also won the last round of the FIDA FM 40, yeah. but I did just want to let everyone know that it's not just about coming in and checking a box, like yeah. showing up. Yeah. It's about the work that you put in and the results that you can track from that as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I think
1: also it's, it's really important to note I'm at a stage of my life when I can commit yes. to my five days a week yes. of training. yeah. You know, like I'm doing my weights three days a week and then I come and do um, Metafit and Toned or, you know, I do Toned and my weights one day. Yeah. Like, I can do that. It's a very luxurious, like, and I'm very grateful to be at this stage of my life where, yeah. you know, I've got my youngest daughter, you know, in her final year of high school. Yeah. She, dri- she can now drive herself anywhere. I don't have to drive her to work anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, like, my girls even help getting dinner ready. Like, there's all those things that, that come into it. I definitely could not have done this kind of level of training when Absolutely my kids were... Absolutely not,
0: but it's about knowing what to tweak as well. Oh, so yeah. even for those listening, and I do, we do have a few of those clients that are going to struggle to get, you know, two to three sessions yeah. in a week... But it's about knowing what to focus on. So when you can do more, you've got the luxury, like you say, of adding in some core work, adding in some extra accessory work, some extra cardio. But if we had to, we can strip back your program to maintenance as well.
1: And you know what? Looking back, um, our COVID lockdowns are probably a really good, good example of that because you know, you were giving us programs to do at home. And yeah, I did have a little bit more equipment than other people may have had, but it's just about doing it anyway. Yes. Like doing whatever yep. you can do with whatever you have. Yep. Um, and yeah, COVID probably taught us that. I did a lot of kettlebell workouts,
0: yep. dumbbell workouts, banded yep. workouts at home, and I actually yep. really enjoyed them.
1: Yeah, but mm. I also think too, um, you know, I, I admire so many of the members here at FitAF. Um, and Kayla in particular, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, she's got a young family and a shift worker yeah. like, and she's still showing up and being consistent within yeah. her own, like everything she's got going on. Yes. Within her yeah, own, absolutely.
0: World. So it's, it is doable. It's something that has so initially I used to buy into other people's excuses when I was an yeah. inexperienced PT, oh, you can't yeah. show up today, last minute. Okay. yeah. Oh yeah. I know you're busy. But working with so many different people over the years and just seeing it really is about mindset. So the way that some people will respond to barriers versus others. So, yeah. yeah. And I see people who are super busy that manage to fit at least the bare minimum in because of their mindset. And I see other people who are probably about the same level of busy that just drop their bundle. But that's not to say that, you know... Oh, they're just hopeless it means that you need to be prepared to gradually learn how to manage your situation otherwise you're going to be a victim of circumstances your whole life yeah
1: yeah be realistic about it hey
0: yeah exactly yeah so what's your favorite part of training with us
1: Um, it's a bit of a toss-up between I love the cyclic training that we do so no two sessions are the same um, I love that the training is like in blocks. So we've just shifted out of our fit AF forty into yep. the more um, the hurt the, stuff.
0: The, the, yeah, yeah, and
1: that's that's really good. I like I like that. We've got more and of I'm, that coming in the new year. Yeah, 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 and I definitely yeah I definitely do love that. But really, like I think it's the people. Yeah, I really do love yeah. um, the fit AF crew. How yeah, like, easy like, are they? There's oh no drama. Yep, There's there is, no you know gossip. We, yeah, yeah. We, um, I think because of you know everyone's coming. And our routine's pretty much the same from week to week. So you're yeah. kind of often here with the same people. And I said, a, I said a couple of months ago, like, I spend more time with some of the people here than I do with, like, my best friend or my sisters, yes. you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but they're just really great people. So it's yeah. good we can kind of come in. You know, if you've had a shit day, you can have a bit of an event about it and just get down to business, yeah. get in, get your program have done. So we kind of, um, I think it's a bit of a balance. Like, you know, someone will come in on a bad day. And they can have their little bit of event and get on with it, but everyone else can kind of lift them up a bit. Yeah. So that, the culture here is just really great. Nice. Um, So my
0: last question that I've just started remembering to ask everybody is, what does being fit AF mean to you?
1: Um, Showing up as my best self and putting 100% into every um, session. So I'm always aiming to complete everything you set out. And I was saying this the other day, it's like... um, you know, with our finisher stuff we've got at the end of our program at the moment, um, like you you put down two to three sets or three to four. And I'm like, okay, so that's four.
0: Yes, exactly. Like it's not
1: three, Yes, four. And that's understanding
0: um, you're two years now. Yeah, You're exactly. an advanced trainer. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but also I do have the time. So that's yes, not an excuse that, that I can use. I don't have to run off and pick kids up from yep. daycare, you know. So that's, again, a luxury that I understand that I do – have so you can get that extra volume in yeah but I don't yeah. cut corners and like I was saying before about making excuses and cancelling sessions at the last minute early on I think I did a lot of that in my in my training early on like yeah things would be a little bit too hard so I'd only do three sets of something or I'd yeah. do less reps so like now I just don't cut corners because it's only cheating myself um so like with the wrap I'm always pushing myself to absolute fatigue and to me like with, so getting back to the push-ups that means that You know a push-up is chest to floor yeah and it's full range of motion it's not half push-ups they're they're on my toes and like fatigue is when i literally can't push myself back up yeah and that's why i
0: won't tend to program one size fits all for everyone because you put a number on the board like everyone do 100 push-ups you're gonna get cheating yeah so it's your
1: yeah exactly your maximum yeah but yeah i compete a lot as i mentioned before with my past P B so I'm like keep my training I've got I've got everything written down as you know. Yes, yep. I'm a bit meticulous with all yeah, that. That's like good. I love having I've got all my books and I love reflecting back, like even knowing I was gonna chat to you today. Looking back in my first book that you gave me and what weights I was doing to what I was doing now. It's good it's so good to have that to reflect on, to see I'd like to use it as a measure that even when other things might not be shifting as you expect them to, that your strength's yeah, improving quite dramatically yeah um but you know what I think if I was to have this interview again in two years my answers would be very different yeah because you're always evolving as a coach yeah and that's probably one of the things I love most about training here so even in my two years things have you know changed and evolved and yep. like the Fit AF40 and the mini cut are you know, a know even when I'm not in
0: class I'm behind the oh, scenes yeah I know thinking of this stuff yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, and I love that. Like your passion's contagious, and that obviously rubs off on the staff. So, you know, the culture's the same even when you're not here, which I love. Um, and what else did I want to say? Well, before we wrap up, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that there's a lot. Um, yeah, and I think, I really, the only reason I'd leave Fit AF is if I move. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, you're nice. stuck with me, Thank you. Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah, I have had people move and say, I can't find anything like what you're running. And that is like I've always made it my mission to be different because there's enough of the same.
1: And I do think if you'd have been my employer back when I was in the industry, things would be very different. Mm. Like I think... You know, there's such bad culture within the fitness industry. Oh, yeah.
0: But, they're um, like, a, a gym is not a gym is not a gym. Yeah, as exactly. Well, well this pe- isn't a gym, yeah. though, hey? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry to say, I'm
1: going yeah. to the gym, but... Yeah, yeah you have to say
0: gym. that to put it in context for people. But I'm like, no, 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 it's not a 24-hour gym. It's not a yeah. low-membership, no-help gym. Yeah. Um, it's not a one-size-fits-all yeah. circuit class.
1: Yeah, and on that note, like, I know that there's, you know, gyms that people can go to in town that are, like, you know... 50 bucks a month mm. like yeah. you get what you pay for yes. don't you so like that's you, right. you pointed out that i would got my sessions down to like six dollars a class yes
0: by fully utilizing yeah. what's available what's
1: available yeah. and like gosh even if people were able to get that down to twelve dollars a class it's it's
0: still such yeah. a
1: great investment you're
0: looking at delivery well above that yeah like as a owner of a group fitness and that's why you will tend to see group fitness cut back a lot in those bigger gyms and and it might be delivered for a little while and then and then it stops or yeah. because it is expensive to deliver and oh, it's absolutely. expensive to deliver in a quality way as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. taxing
1: on the trainers too yes. which you've experienced yep. like it's so good that you have the staff. Yeah. Now that that's not so taxing but yeah. a group fitness timetable is pretty taxing on the individual trainer yeah even just like why people say to me oh do you do
0: every class i'm like no i'm not an aerobics instructor mate um but even just showing up and trying to keep people uh motivated watching are they pushing themselves mm. um do they have an injury that needs work around just constantly thinking as you know but having the staff allows me the time to step back and review what we're doing and really yeah. reflect on it and then improve it and like you've touched on it's really nice that you've noticed that that happens here And it's something that's like we're already talking about the new year and how things will improve in the new year. And yeah, yeah, I look forward to that. That's what keeps me going. (laughs) (laughs) That and people's results when they do my plans as intended and get the desired results. Yeah. It's funny. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, thanks for um, giving us a try, Sarah, and sticking it out for long enough to get your amazing results. And I'm sure you'll continue to. Absolutely. All right
1: things